rifling through those long boxes. It's gotta be here, it's gotta be here, it's gotta be here. Aha! Here it is! And bagging those books. I'm out of bags and boards again. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. The Cosmic Force Podcast. A Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Parker Kirk, Caleb Laminek, and Jacob Boat. Hello, Jake from the past again. Welcome to this week's episode of the Cosmic Force, your bi-weekly Star Wars com- podcast. We are live every, well, not live. We are on youtube.com slash Vault. Now, every other Wednesday, as well as your favorite podcasting app. If you've made it over to the video side of things, welcome. Uh, welcome to this new channel where our podcast will live for the future. You should be able to find all of our old uh, episodes on here as well. So thank you for joining us. Uh, if you're an audio listener, again, your your life has not changed at all. Same show, same uh, you know, same release window, all that good stuff. But with that said, thank you everyone for tuning in. If you want to support the show beyond subscribing to this channel, head out over to Patreon.com/utini for as little as five dollars a month and exclusive access to the entire Utini podcast network of shows. And with that out of the way, let's jump into the conversation. Uh, guys, uh, happy new year. If I did the math right, I think this is coming out on January 4th. So, you know, happy we're all new year. Yeah, May the we're, 4th of the new May the 4th year. of January be with you. Um, May 2024th be with you. Is that, that no, that's, that's no good? No, I, I, I dig it. Um, all right, cool. A, it's been a fun year coming back. I think we officially returned in June. Ish, yeah, know if that sounds right, Caleb. But uh, with sure. with Parker heading down the helm, and he unfortunately had to step away. But now we got Oz in the building. It's been a nice, a bit a bit of a tumultuous kind of rocky bump to coming back. Oh, thank but you. Fun. Yeah. Hey, you know. <laughs> no thanks I'm, to Oz. Yeah, I'm nowhere near as, as disciplined and certainly less on topic compared to Parker. But I do what but I can. It's been fun. We I, we uh, posted over on. I think Twitter and Discord are Spotify wrapped for the podcaster side of things. It's been nice to see all the people that have enjoyed this show coming back. And I think we've all had a, a pretty good time uh, just talking about comic books on a bi-weekly basis again. Because uh, we've had quite a year in comic books. We'll get into that as we do a bit of a year in review episode. But uh, I guess, you know, kind of winding back a little bit. How's everyone doing uh, the past couple weeks? Doing great. Great. Yeah. I was about to say, like, it's, it, it feels a little, we, you know, we have, it hasn't been that long since, you know, we're not, fun fact, we're not doing this, uh, the normal thing. We're not recording this Christmas Day or right after Christmas. No, no, we're not. The, to, I guess the peel back the curtains, uh, this is, so issue 78, which came out like a month ago at this episode. point. We, episode, yeah. Uh, issue That's, episode, you know, it all, it's the same thing. It's, it's a comic podcast. Show. Uh, we recorded last week. We're doing it in between our every other week cadence and then, issues or episode 79 which you've already listened to at this point we are recording a week from now so news probably not gonna be talking about it because well we haven't seen anything new but by the time you listen to this whatever has come out by now we might old news. y'all might know about bounty hunters. yeah yeah revelations is probably out by now so um yeah. you know hey uh but yeah it's um yeah it's the end of the year uh we're here to talk about the year in comic books but i guess to start off, I think Oz or Caleb, I don't know. One of you that was not me made a suggestion that for what we're reading, we talk about some of the favorite things we've read over the course of the year. Yeah, so, that yeah. was me. Um, yeah, why don't you we're, start us off? We're going to spend uh, the better part of an hour talking about our favorite Star Wars comics reads of the year. So I figured let's 
talk about a few non-Star Wars things because sometimes we like to branch out. I uh, I just went through my shelf. I was like, what did I read this year? Um, and so I, I grabbed. I have props as I often do. Mm-hmm. Um, I this is sort of cheating, but I reread Day Tripper this year because I got this beautiful Absolute Edition. This is my favorite comic book of all time. Uh, it is like 15 years old now, so I don't know if it counts. But I wanted to mention it. Go read it. It's beautiful. It'll make Never you feel things. It. Uh, it's great. It's by uh, Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba. They are two Brazilian, I believe, brothers. Um, and it's a story about uh, life and family and loss. Really happy stuff. A lot of really sad stuff. Um, it was cool to read it again 15 years later because I'm 35 now. I was like 20 when I read it. Mm. So I took something different from it. Yeah. Um, in less heavy things, I also read Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin, very popular series. Have not yet read the sequel, but it's sitting on my shelf. Um, I grabbed a top five. We don't need to talk about all five, so I'll just skip <laughs> to probably my favorite thing. It is Star Wars adjacent. It's mm-hmm. 8 Billion Genies um, by Charles Soule and Ryan Brown. Uh, one of the five was also their previous series, Curse Words. Nice. Um, this, this is old, but I just finally read it this year. Uh, I, but it, I think I was with you with that one. How'd you like Curse Words? I, I loved Curse Words. I've been a fan of Ryan Brown ever since uh, he did a book called God Hates Astronauts, which I think you yes. said you didn't mm-hmm. care for. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think I liked Curse Words a little more than, God's, than the first issue of God Hates Astronauts I forced myself to get through. Yeah. Uh, it's It was a little... like. I kind of felt like I wasn't sure what I was supposed to be getting from curse words. If that yeah. makes sense. I, I, I can totally see it. It's um, so God hates astronauts is very chaotic. Um, I think that's one of the books he, like he doesn't script ahead. He just starts drawing and like sees what happens. And then he's like, all right, this, so it's super over the top, silly uh, curse words kind of dials it back. Cause now he's got Charles soul writing for him. Um, yes. And then a billion genies is a lot more structured. Yes. Uh, it, it is a complete package, although there has now been, they just put out a, a bonus issue tie in mm-hmm. a little disappointing after buying the hardcover, but that <laughs> happens all the time. Uh, it's a, it's a fantastic little eight issue series. It was a pretty quick read, but uh, unlike you said with curse words, you kind of know what it is saying and it's, it's, it's not the most poignant thing ever. You know, it's not like super deep, but it is surprisingly deep for what it feels like on the surface. Mm-hmm. It is it is silly and fun, but it also talks about humanity, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think I, I can hop off of that because my favorite thing I also was going to say, 8, 8 Billion Genies, I read it about a month ago, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. I My partner really wanted the to read it, uh, so I picked up the hardcover as well when I was at my comic book store recently and I don't have that prop because she's reading it right now. Um, but, uh, fun. I, yeah, read it all in one night. I think it's a very good like comic to like, just sit for an evening and read Mm -hmm. in one sitting or, you know, two sittings maybe. Um, and I, I did enjoy, of course, uh, being someone who's about to graduate from law school, uh, lawyers being a bad faction in that <laughs> book, I think was very appropriate. Um, I did actually, I have not received it yet, uh, but I did buy the Wish World um, oh, nice. one shot because Charles did a uh, Black Friday, I think, or Cyber Monday sale on his website. So it, it wasn't much off, but it was 
free shipping more or less is what it equated <laughs> to. Uh, yeah, shipping it. on his side is a little rough if you're just buying like one thing. Yeah, um, especially if it's like a comic book. You're like, ooh, yeah, ooh, my, man. Uh, my comic shop, their cover, it did actually come with uh, oh, that's a, a little booklet that I haven't glued in, but. I have so many Charles Soul signatures at this point. Yeah. Like I, I didn't go out of my way. It just happened to be there. I uh, think I got that one I need to hunt down. Three plus my when I get the Wish World thing, and I think that was signed as well. Yeah. So I guess I have four now. Importantly, do not have Rosemary's yeah. uh, Soul's <laughs> in, uh, signature for uh, Jedi Brave in every way. But uh, that one yeah. was a little pricey in his shop. That was a little pricey to justify off of his shop, unfortunately. Although I did enjoy that book. I have it, just not the signed version. Uh, so that was my favorite non-Star Wars comic book. I also, I I read it this year. This is another book I read this year, or an actual book. Um, I, I have very complicated feelings on it. I think it's a good book, but it's hard to recommend because it's very out there. And that's um, Archive Undying, which is written by Emma Miko Kandon, who wrote Ronin, yes. the uh, Star Wars canon-ish Visions book. Um, I think it was a super interesting, like, sci-fi. It's like a sci-fi-ish book with, like, a feudal Asian setting. Um, and it is deals with people that, like, are essentially Pacific Rim mech pilots, kind of. Um and its usage of pronouns and the narrator and points of view is kind of scattershot on purpose. It's a bizarre book. I liked it, but it's hard to recommend because it's kind of, it's weird. Um, if you hadn't but, mentioned mech pilots, you could have been describing Ronin. Yeah, like, it is. I, I, Ronin was cool. I did that in audiobook. I do most of my reading, most of my Star Wars even in regular books but i was like like you said it's canon ish and I, I think i had a road trip that month or something so i did the audiobook mm -hmm. and it it's cool like i think i want to reread it i think it's one of those types of books that's just a cool thing to experience right i yeah like, i see i see the archive undying every time i'm in a bookstore so i guess i mean i guess it's popular right now or the publisher really wants it at the front of the yeah. shop i don't know uh, but yeah, it's it's an interesting book. Uh, not one I would lightly recommend just because of how out there it is, but I liked it quite a bit. So anyways, that's probably my favorite non-Star Wars things. Uh, the only other thing I think I read that was not Star Wars, well, uh, I think maybe I read Fellowship this year um, and a book on race and criminal justice. So it was intriguing and insightful yeah, as it was. Kind of <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, Caleb, what about you? What have some been your highlights? All right. Uh, I feel like everyone in my friend group, not just Utini, but also in my IRL friend group, decided, hey, this is the year we do Mistborn. And guess mm -hmm. what? I did the Mistborn trilogy, at least the first three. And fun fact, if you haven't gone on to Brandon Sanderson uh, bandwagon, it's it's worth getting on. It's a really fun, um, they're really beefy books. So, like, take breaks there in between them, but they were those were really, really good. Um, and like, if you uh, like talking to you teeny people about Star Wars books, there are plenty of them who will happily talk to you about Sanderson books. In like, fact, it like, has its own channel in our Discord server right now. slash discord Hop on over there. Go to books-Sanderson. I muted it. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I am likewise not on the Sanderson track. Not intentionally. It's just that's a lot, man. It's a yeah. lot. It's a lot. Now, here's one thing that's not a lot. 
that he's he wrote a massive amount of books, but they're all like paperbacks that are all like super quick reads. Uh, Terry Pratchett, I went through a mm. couple of his today. Uh, let me see here. I think I did uh, Interesting Times and Small Gods this year. And those are great. Like if you just want like, you know, over like a weekend or just like a week's worth of audiobooks, like I need like a palate cleanser. I need something light and fun and happy. Those are great. Just grab one of those Terry Pratchett books. There's a couple guides on where to get started. Uh, guards, guards will be the one I will recommend of where to get started. Don't start with book number one. It's kind <laughs> of like it's kind of like saying, "Oh, you should really watch the uh, pilot episode uh, of your favorite sitcom before you get to season one." Oh, sure. You, if that makes sense, it's like you know it. The DNA is there, but the uh, execution is not. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here comic wise ooh, i did two massive undertakings and i did complete them i because of the uh the show last year i did went, go through all of invincible i like the synchronization both of you kept at the same time yes i did uh, nice. all 150 ish 150 issues i wasn't um, sure if it was still going or not honestly it's done it is complete okay. and i feel like over the, as ridiculous as it sounds like over those 150 issues you got a complete story Mm-hmm. I, I was like of course he did he with 150 issues but i feel like you got like the whole like it feels like you got like 50 years of comic book lore in that one section you know yeah it feels like hey we did the reboot hey we did the, the follow-up like your children's arc we hey we got like a lot of like you know the villain redemption arcs and like villains coming back in it feels There's like loads of got, team like, ups yeah, it feels like you got like the epicness of like an entire like, hey, I just read all of Superman, but just in 150 issues. Yeah. And mm. so Invincible was really, really good. Um, I haven't started season two yet of the Netflix show, but our of the Amazon show, but I'm sure it will be good and well put together because the season, first season changed a few things with the pacing of the books, but mm-hmm. all for the better. Um, yeah, I liked the show a lot. I only I made it like halfway through the comic years ago. And never picked it back up, but I intend to eventually. It's yeah. it's really, really good. And then the last thing I did is I did not do a One Piece reread this time, but I did do a Hajimono Ippo, or the Fighting at Ippo. That's a uh, manga that actually has a longer running uh, uh, run time, or you know, publication time than is One Piece. Is that possible? Yes, a uh, number of chapters. I'm now weekly with it. It has, One Piece just dropped issue, our chapter 1101. Uh, Ippo is currently at 1,400 and something, uh, like 112 or so. It is amazing. Like, if you have, like, any desire, which I see see the incredulity in your guys' eyes here, (laughs) it's fascinating like it's it's a really good like sports manga but the sport is boxing so it's instantly like oh we can do you know tournament arcs but it makes completely yeah. logical sense so i've I'm, not I'm, read a lot of manga how how long typically is a chapter like just a few pages i assume uh not like it's about 18 ish pages oh geez so long <laughs> like but the, they are sh- they are smaller pages like you know, sure there's average, not as, like, yeah there's not as much going on but still yeah. your average comic book page. so slightly smaller it's yeah. black and white with right. uh does does it have a uh anime adaptation or... uh, yes but it, it stopped like in like they started it in like 99 and ended it in like two the first season in like 2002 
Okay. I was so, like, like wondering, like, like, with anime pacing, like, how long do they stretch out like, a they, single they boxing stop. match? Like, here's yeah. like thing. a boxing but, match is like four episodes long. The like, yes, the boxing match charging are a punch for, for an episode. <laughs> Well, it's not quite the charging a punch. Like they do keep it relatively realistic. So like, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. they can do like what, like one three minute round of boxing across one episode. Yeah, okay. but it still feels like you know every episode is like, hey, we ended round two, so now we're going into round three. So there's like a, a there's a momentum. To He's it. in the corner with his trainer for like five minutes. They're not, the char- the characters aren't even moving. It's just mouths being animated. And that's well, it. Well, <laughs> yeah, like, we no, got to no, cut no, on no, budget, dude. <laughs> Well, it's that, and then they cut to the uh, audience stars watching, and we get the audience's <sighs> internal oh, monologue. Yeah, yeah. Right. Cut to the other corner so we can see I the always, villain's internal monologue. I always loved that of, of the tournament episodes of Dragon Ball Z. Um, the like the crowd dialogue when they're like discussing what's happening out there. Yeah, that that that's like where ninety percent of the time goes to. But <laughs> the best part about being boxing is like you don't really kill off your villain. So like you can have an entire like, yeah. box later on where like hey Frieza and uh, Piccolo are now fighting this entire time, and because we didn't kill them off, we can still have them like box each other, and it's still great. Well, I need um, a like I need to tell you something about Frieza. You can kill him off, and he still comes back. <laughs> I need a modern take on like a tournament based manga or manga or anime. So you can have dudes in the crowd being like, Oh my God, I have my, I'm on my sixth leg of my parlay with Frieza right now. <laughs> yeah. I just need him to take out Goku. This manga and is brought to you by It's going to hit. <laughs> Actually shit. DraftKings would be a pretty sick name for that series. <laughs> we were the talking rank- about sponsored, uh, the ranking uh, of DraftKings. Yeah. About sponsored <laughs> comics. A few episodes. The ago, time I got reincarnated as the DraftKings app in a Isekai world. <laughs> I <laughs> just learned about Isekai happened. last weekend from a friend. He said he's really tired of every new thing coming out being Isekai. I was like, I didn't know this was a problem. There's a whole it's, world. It's I wasn't a, aware it is of. a massive problem. Uh, Jacob, have you come across that term yet? Googling it right now. Portal <laughs> Fantasy is the subject. Uh, sort of like it, it. It happens a lot. Like the first There's, one was the uh, sword. Uh, okay, I see. Isekai essentially means it's a Japanese term for another world. So oftentimes uh-huh. your normal protagonist guys just doing his slubby everyday things gets hit by a truck and then wakes up in a fantasy world with all of his like memories there's a um a suicide squad isekai uh anime coming out i saw that's airing right now yeah my friend sent me that trailer he was like oh my god another freaking one is it harlequin focused is Is that okay that would make a lot of sense character yeah i really seem to be from the (laughs) trailer is there too arcane shark is there and a couple others classic it's what it's it's a problem like 90 (laughs) percent Well, like I guess this is what people are into. Shows are isekais at this point, and people are getting a little tired. Well, wow, the clearly there's Marvel no Marvel solo superhero origin film of Japanese yeah. anime, pretty much it, right now. It it one hundred percent is. I know you you just learned about you two just learned about it, but one hundred percent is. Well, when I when I get into anime fifteen from years from now, Caleb, I'm going to be hitting up your DMs, being like, "What is with all of this isekai nonsense?" <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we have a lot of Star Wars comics to talk about. Um, a lot, a lot. In fact, I did the year counting, uh, the counting of everything that's come out this year. Um, and as far as I can tell, I believe there are 137 comics or things that have come out this year. Does that include uh, December? What's what's coming up? Uh, yes, that I did project through the end of the year, assuming we don't have any delays in the next yeah. couple of weeks. Um, we have 48 issues from the ongoings, including Star Wars, Darth Vader, Dr. Aphra, and Bounty Hunters. 29 High Republic issues from 
High Republic Phase 2, The Blade, High Republic Adventures, Nameless Terror, Quest of the Jedi, Free Comic Book Day, High Republic Adventures, Star Shadows of Starlight, and then the Phase 3 uh, Marvel and uh, Dark Horse series. 12 issues from events, including Hidden Empire, Dark Droids, and D-Squad. Uh, 24 issues from various miniseries from Han Solo and Chewbacca, Yoda, Sonostaros, and Return of the Jedi one-shots, as well as Vader, Black, White, and Red. Another 12 issues from Assorted Things, including Hi Hyperspace Stories, The Jackson Annual, uh, the Visions Peach Momoko issue and Revelations, which we should note, we were recording this before this comes out. So um, any anything that is related to that, we don't know about it right now. <laughs> Another 12 issues from television app adaptations of both Mando Season 1, Season 2, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, and additional various things, including Tales from the Death Star, uh, Edge of Balance Precedent, I believe the, the, the Mando... Man yeah, Mando came Mando out this came year. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's everything. There might be some weird something i missed but 130 something plus uh yeah. comic stories uh which is a lot that's a lot it's, it's, i was about to say I, let me just do too much math here that is 11.41666 repeating of course uh comics mm. per month roughly it's that it's that extra six repeating that really yeah. gets you exactly just like you know that that's at least one every three days you it's, know it's, <laughs> yeah it's pushing almost three issues a week which is insane to think especially about especially for for those of you out there who buy the floppies yeah um if you get everything that that's why i gave up floppies like a decade ago when i was reading marvel stuff because events would and crossovers would happen and i'd i'd get home from the shop i'm like i just spent 50 bucks that i didn't know i was gonna spend this morning yeah. uh yeah i mean buying trades adds up too let alone if you're an omni guy or if you have to rebuy yeah. stuff because they keep re-releasing it in different mm -hmm. formats, but that's not what today's about. No, I mean it, it is, but also no. <laughs> um, so yeah, so much happened. Like, is is this maybe the busiest year of Star Wars comics? I know we didn't it's, do this last year, but yeah, I've, I don't. I it'd, it'd be it, hard hard to beat it. it certainly, yeah. certainly in canon, we haven't beaten it. I um, for, like the the three crossover events of yeah. the two ad at the three adaptations that we have going on. That's like twenty issues right there. Yeah. Uh, so I for for reference, yeah, I said one hundred thirty seven ish issues that came out this year. When I when we started the show, this was back in like April of twenty twenty one. I had yeah, I did. I made like a personal like spreadsheet to like catch myself up with all Star Wars comics that had been released canon as of that date. So about six years worth of comics for star wars and i believe it was in the ballpark of 500 issues at that time between yeah. marvel and idw so you know averaging less than 100 issues per year and we had a hundred and third almost 150 issues this year um, yeah so yeah that's a pretty big increase all those adaptations definitely push it over like i know it's not a ton but it's I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's another extra, twelve issues plus yeah, it's another, the, mo it's the manga. one or two a month. Um, yeah, they didn't got, used to do uh, all hyperspace those. stories. You yeah. know, all the we have so, a ton of mini series, which I guess like next year we will have less maybe mainline series, but we will still have plenty of yeah. series to go through. We have mm -hmm. no idea what's coming. Uh, this, I mean, we have some idea, but I, I mm -hmm. think there's there's plenty more. We were just talking before the show about the novel slate is looking pretty clean right now. Which yeah. is sort of nice because we've had a busy couple years with the High Republic. And, this uh, year actually wasn't that many novel releases, to be honest. I look went back and looked; it's not that crazy. I guess you're but... right. It's just, 
I guess yeah, I, I read a fair amount of non-Star Wars stuff. Anyway, it's just it's nice to have a break, um, yeah. especially because there are new fans getting in every day, and I right. see people post like, "I want to read everything canon." I'm like, "Buckle up, dude. good luck, dude." Yeah, yeah. How, yeah so you don't realize three, how much there is. How did the next three years of your life look, man? Right, yeah. I've only been keeping up because I started on day one with a new right. dawn, and like. If I was jumping in now, no chance. Wait, Oz, excuse me. What? Uh, okay, with Ezra's gamble, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but okay. So aside from just like the sheer quantity of things come out from like a story perspective, we started the year off kind of with the end of Hidden Empire, the end of the Kira trilogy, her plan to overthrow the Empire, obviously failing. Return of the Jedi is still a movie that came out in 1983. Oh, could uh, you imagine? I had a, a running joke with one of my friends online that like Kira is going to retcon Return of the Jedi for like months. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately that did not happen kathleen uh, kennedy fired sorry sorry bestie live it did not happen uh dark droids of course is happening right now by the time this comes out it's probably going to be done um that's what's going on currently with star wars comics we got the end of the higher public phase two uh, and now we're starting up the higher public phase three as it's happening so it's you know mirroring what's happening in the novels there's a lot going on there and then, you know, again, at what's happening currently right now, at the end of the year, we have revelations hinting at the future of Star Wars comics. We have the end of Bounty Hunters in the new year. We have the end of Dr. Afra in the new year. Uh, the uh, Hyperspace Stories graphic novels are coming out next year. There's so much going on in Star Wars comics as we seem to be winding down with the 2020 post-Empire Strikes Back era of storytelling. Um, and obviously... Uh, this will not. This next year will not be the end of the higher public as it extends into 2025. Um, but yeah, just a lot happening overall. Although currently, the backs of the issues stop at 10. I don't think it's yeah. going to stop. I don't know. We'll see. We yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's very out. hard to tell, know like, what they're going to do if they're going to like put a break in at some point. Yeah. yeah. Now, so kind of quick overall, like how have you guys felt about this last year? Like you know, going back and looking about it, it's like man, we have had some pretty big bangers this year, haven't we? Like, you know, um, you know, Hidden Empire was pretty okay. Uh, but I feel like I we, Hidden that, Empire. it was okay. But like once that ended, I feel like we had a really nice like resurgence. Like there's a couple of great arcs in Star Wars, a couple of great arcs in the Dr. Afra series. And then we got into, um, you know, the next big crossover, which I feel like a lot of us had that big fatigue, but man, mm -hmm. dark droids has been really, really good so far. So yeah. I feel like this has been a really great year, especially yeah. with, like, the start of phase three, the ending of phase two, all like that. I think the two issues, yeah, there are two issues for every ongoing that happened between dark droids or yeah, dark droids and hidden empire. And they were all, I think, very solid with mm -hmm. Luke going to find his kyber crystal and Dr. Afra and Luke teaming up for the first time since Screaming Citadel and Darth Vader and Afra teaming up again since the first time since you know like he killed her yeah the end of yeah. Vader 2015 basically um and I can't I think I think Valance got traumatized again I can't remember uh, exactly what that issues those were. Uh, yeah. uh, oh I think you're right yeah 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 so he has memory wiped so you know fun, yeah. fun casual yeah, and, and, and he fought, and he, he fought uh, Battlefield 2 yeah i uh i think you chose a really nice word in there caleb fatigue is kind of how i felt like i mentioned i think it's too many issues there has been a lot of good stuff um part of the reason i stopped reading marvel comics was crossovers um mm -hmm. it, it it was more complicated than that but i i liked the era of of canon when star wars and vader were doing their own thing 
Uh, this has been a really cool now, like almost 30 straight issues of everything going in and out, weaving in and out yeah. of each other. Uh, ever since War of the Bounty Hunters, which was probably a 2021 comic. That's correct. It was about yeah. April, April or May of 2021. Yeah. So this is like almost three years of uh, as things have done, you know, split off on their own some, but of just like feeling like you really need to keep up with everything, which mm -hmm. uh, it, like we just said, can be tough, even though it's uh, it's what we do. I think the High Republic has shined for me, but I've been I've been a big High Republic fan since day one. And right. Jacob and I are maybe the two biggest phase two stands around. I think uh, I'm like at least of on Utini staff, we yeah. definitely are. <laughs> I would I think I'm I'm with you on phase two. I think phase two is gonna be way more important the farther we get into yeah, phase. correct. Um, it already is. Yeah, so I <laughs> I mean I liked um the the phase two Marvel run. I think it was tight. Well, we'll talk more about it. Um, because I picked it for one of our we've got some categories mm -hmm. upcoming. Uh yes. but I I think it's been a good it's been a good year. If you're not a sicko like us and mm -hmm. you just like to pick and choose what you like, it's probably been a great year for you because there's mm -hmm. something for everyone. Um, right. And there's there's been a lot of really cool stuff, um, but it's a lot. It's, it's I the think, one downside. Yeah, I think the like the crazy thing is the, um, you know, like you're saying with this interconnected universe that's been going on for three years now, basically, or not three years, sorry, two and a half years, essentially. It, it started at the same time as the higher public, which is also a massive um mm -hmm. expansive very interconnected universe so you know higher public started in i mean if you don't count the insider issue it started in january of 2021 and yeah. where the started i think in april 2021 so yeah basically right next to each other you've and had that's crazy two very interconnected worlds oh, yeah. going on non-stop i mean yeah like here's like confession time of these 137 issues that were released this year, I probably read maybe about a hundred of them. I didn't, I didn't read all of these. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I did not read the adaptations. I have not read hyperspace stories. I haven't I, finished hyperspace stories. Yeah, I did do hyperspace stories, but I haven't touched the adaptations. Um, let me see here. I'm telling I, myself when Mando season two and Kenobi wrap up i'm gonna go back and just binge them all to say i, I have feel like you say them. that every time no uh, i've been, i've been saying that for a while for this specific ending yeah yeah and i feel like it well in a lot of these ones like you know um like vader i can't just like skim through like uh, oftentimes i'll like read it just to make sure i can't get the overall idea not with the thought of like well I'll, when i get a trade i'll come back and like read it through a lot more thoroughly that's like, typically what i done. do yeah I, I think it's important that even though, you know, we read, uh, you know, Caleb literally just said we don't read everything. We read almost everything. You like, don't have no, there. No one has to read everything. You don't as a fan have to force yourself to read everything. It's not fun. Uh, you yeah. will burn out. <laughs> it, uh, it, it can it, be fun, but it, it wears you on do, you. Yeah. If like, you don't listen, like a run, drop it. <laughs> if you if you're here and you're only reading like Star Wars mainline here that's fine. You're as big as fan as we are. Okay. We're, we're not here to browbeat, you know, fans and, and gatekeep what is and is not a star Wars comic fan. Unless you haven't read edge of balance precedent, which we will get to. Yes. We, so we get to. Um, I think maybe we should uh, do a, jump in and do some pseudo year in yeah. awards. We're going to give some awards. These are individual. Uh, we are all just saying it's some of our favorites. It's not, this is not the Utinis. I'm not sending a 3D printed trophy to anyone on this list, but hey, this is my 
I appreciate you. Maybe if I maybe if I have enough energy, I will Photoshop a here's my slate of favorites for the year. Um, Be sure to spell everything right. Yes, I will not. Shoot, what was the word that you Uh, got? Mad. I we did a teeny March Madness thing. March Madness and madness. Yeah, we. It was all very last minute uh, because it was it ended right during celebration. Celebration. Someone was like, "Oh, we should." print up certificates and give them to Kevin and Charles because uh, Charles Soul won. Uh, actually, I think Kevin Scott's Rising Storm won Best mm. Book and then Light of the Jedi came in second. And so I was like, yeah, I'll whip them up. I emailed them to the convention center. They printed them. Trev got them and he and Alexander went and gave it to them. And after they had gotten them and individually posted them on their socials, someone noticed I misspelled the word madness. I didn't put I think the no D. in yeah. or right. I think I, I left a letter out. Yeah, it's either uh, N or D was left off of the Yeah, word I caught a lot of flack for that. And I was like, I sent this preview image to several people and no one caught it. Um, yeah. And I'm sure that that they didn't see it. I don't know. If, I wonder if they still have it. They took it on um, a roller coaster there. They went yeah, on like a Splash Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it was Splash Mountain, they definitely don't have them anymore. Um, like it was, what? I think it was Splash Mountain or Space Mountain or one. Yeah. But it, that was pretty cool to see them do that. <laughs> anyway, these are our. The Cosmic Force personal kudos yeah. discussions. Our own Utinis with blackjack and hookers and comic books. So yeah, and comic books. Let, if you want to put it on your Twitter feed, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's get we into it. We would like to know about, at the end of this well about what what y'all's favorites are too. Yeah, if you if you have your own thoughts, uh you know, tweet at us, throw them in the Discord chant. I, I'm sure you know, Michael Fry and some of our, our more dedicated listeners now are, are gonna have some thoughts. Uh so Michael, yeah, post your Post your thoughts. We're calling you out specifically. Yeah. (laughs) Tell us why we're wrong. He was crazy enough to listen to our Empire Strikes Back Patreon commentary. So, you know, shout out. Shout out, Michael. Uh, But yeah, your $5 a month worth. (laughs) <laughs> post, post your post your uh your thoughts in the chat uh and uh we will we'll, we'll definitely kind of go back and forth and have some fun but first category we have is the best ongoing and the nominees are um this is i'm not gonna read nominees for all of them because i don't anyways yeah. the nominees are star wars darth vader dr afra bounty hunters and probably the high republic phase two because the high republic phase three has not been out long enough uh well, also can, I, I feel like we could almost say the high republic just the high republic like the, the high republic generic it's all by kevin yeah. and ario uh um, yeah yeah whatever yeah yeah, and Daniel Jose Older and Harvey Tolabo. Well, that's High Republic Adventures. Adventures. Okay, Adventures. generic High Republic and <laughs> generic High Republic Adventures. Yeah, exactly. We're separating them. That's the one. All right, starting off, uh, I will take it off first. We'll we'll rotate around. My favorite ongoing of the year, not surprising to anyone who's listening to me talk on this podcast, it is Bounty Hunters 2020 by Ethan what Saxon, mainly Paolo Velnelli on art for this year. I think it was a very fantastic run for this series. It's very heartbreaking. Um, he's been going through it. I'm scared for this series to end in like two months two or a month and a half. Yeah, we're, we're almost there. I think it's been a very solid run um, this year with the events on Bastine and Valance getting his mind wiped and having to come to the terms with the death of uh, Yura and all the things he's gone through. I think the uh, the cast of characters, including Tonga, Losha, 
and Zuckus and everyone else has also really shown well this year. So I think that is why Bounty Hunters Balance Nation shout out is my number one ongoing comic of the year. Like, here's All the right. thing. I do, I think you're not wrong. Val, Bounty Hunters is really good, but I would say the best part about Val, Bounty Hunters is not Valence. It's everyone else around him. It's Losha and the, like, in the crew that's, that's built around them. Mm-hmm. Like, every yeah, time Tong, get, Tong, I love Tonga. Yeah. Uh, Tonga, Losha, like, and then, of course, just like, you know, uh, Bosk in the background, just, you know, like, as a ticking time bomb there. Okay. I, I have to stop you there. Are either can I are either you familiar with balance? Not balance, balance with a B as in boy. Oh, like the concept like, of balance. Uh, in specifically in regards to bounty hunters. Oh, uh, 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 no! Is this some fan thing? It is the ship name for yeah. Bosk and balance. Oh god! <laughs> oh, no. Please tell me it all spins out of the the War of the Bounty Hunters one. Oh wait, no, that wasn't oh, Bosk. That was Zuckus. no. Uh, no, it, yeah, Bosk and Valance. I think uh, one of the the best panels for it was there was one. I think it was when they were going after Boba Fett at some point. There's like a picture of all of them like sat together and they are sitting next to each other. Uh, but yeah, that is a that is a uh, f- nice little fun fanship for you there. So I'm happy to educate you all. On that I one. don't understand the circles you find yourself in. It's Twitter. It's Twitter. <laughs> my, 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 tw- my Twitter. Uh, my Twitter mutual uh, is a lot of like um, early 20s. Yeah, people. Well, it's shippers. Yeah, no, I get yeah. it. You don't have to describe them. This, that, sorry, that's not a really negative. That's not what I meant. No, no. It's just not I, a world I'm in. I, I am. I am not even demographically aligned with most of the people. I would say I interact with on a daily basis. But you know, <laughs> ba- balance nation, balance nation. I support you, uh, Oz. What was your favorite comic book ongoing this year? Um, I got. I think I got to go with the High Republic. Like I said, um, I did actually really coming around on bounty hunters this year uh it was never my favorite just because i don't think i really got it at the beginning mm-hmm. came around but the high republic like i said i've been uh, a stand since day one i have uh however many variant coverage of all the books i've bought mm-hmm. the comics way too many times because they keep putting them out in different formats <laughs> uh the omni is great looking i was just flipping through it the other day but more importantly, this was phase two. I think entirely. I don't think any of phase one happened in 23. Yeah. Um, and I thought that. Well, it, actually. Well, I think okay. Of the, the, Higher Marvel, Public, uh, the Higher Republic Adventures Marvel. Free Comic Book Day. Yes, which I did love. Um, I think actually in phase one, Higher Republic Adventures, I maybe liked that run better. For phase two, I got to go with Kevin Scott uh, on the Marvel run. I thought it was a, it was a tighter story uh, than the phase one it partly because it all took place over like 30 minutes like the entirety of the battle of jetta yeah um but it was cool uh what's the the main dude's name vildar Vildar. no the the little purple guy oh uh uh tay yeah tay Sarek. um which i remember there were early theories that he was going to be the bandaged man uh yes yeah no that was that was a popular uh, one he was he's not spoiler alert yeah. uh yeah he's a cool character his little droid's great jet is a cool place great book uh great art all throughout it's mostly ario and uh, there were a couple fill-in issues that unfortunately okay i don't remember you are familiar with vilty nation at least right i i can put the two names together yeah isn't there a pretty significant age gap there 
Uh, I don't know what the age gap is. It's like actually pretty a significant ship uh, to the point where Cavan addressed it on the uh, London main stage at Celebration. Oh, uh, no way. Yeah. So so a lot of people think it's like not like I would say strictly canon, but near canon or at least implied. Okay. I think I just assumed she was. Yeah. Cause she's, isn't she a Padawan? No, no, no. Vildar and Tay, not Maddie. Oh, Vil Tay. Okay. I took T. Oh, it's from Maddie. Maddie. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Okay, okay the age the... gap thing makes me worse than how <laughs> okay. you would say that. I'm like, uh, I don't know, dude. There's still a bit of an age gap there. Yeah, like Tay it. does seem a little younger, but no, it's not like problematic. Um, no, no, no. They're they're consenting adults. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, in the High Republic, boss. they're all. The High Republic is just. It's everyone unfair for everyone. shippers because yeah. it's too easy, and they're a, all immediately canon the second you it's speak a into existence. Environment, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, uh, yeah, great book. Love the High Republic. I am looking forward to. Uh, oh, oh wait, no, the blade doesn't count. I'm looking forward to the Omni, but it is going to be tiny. Yeah, it's going to have 14 issues of the 10 issues of High Republic and the four issues of the Blade. Um, just a little bit bigger than the Canaan on uh, you yeah. know, hardcover, but uh, yeah. and technically it's got that backup story from issue one, which I think is oh, nice. a few extra free pages. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, with um, uh, Olivia. So yeah. Anyways, nice. um, Caleb, what is your ongoing comic book of the year? Um, it's going to be Star Wars 2020, and there's a couple reasons, and I feel like. Well, uh, okay, we'll, we'll we'll get into it right now. One, it has Lando and Lobot. Yeah, it's like Lando and Lobot. Yeah, Lando yeah, uh-huh. and Lobot. That's that's automatically a great thing. But it, I love it because it, you get like so many different flavors. I was just going through what came out this year. We got the tail end of like their no that no space sort of thing where we had like mm-hmm. all of our heroes like put together in a weird like you know space bound environment which tied into the High Republic. But it's also its own like hey we gotta escape this like abandoned island like this mysterious island and this thing here then we immediately go into luke having his um vision quest with his kyber crystals so we got great like crystal lore there then we got you know um you know nubs uh like you know origin story as they did a bombing run on coruscant and then we got lando and lobot you know fighting uh, droids here like you get such a great variety of things like star wars is great because it can jump from different genre to different genres very quickly in the star wars 2020 run i feel like especially this year had a great showing like a great vertical slice of all the things it could do i noticed you didn't mention the disco pants oh that I was didn't. a pretty and, crucial and the, and the throw yeah and the that, throw and the fro yep I, it's you know some... you joked earlier about doing favorite panel of the year it's probably that that one's up there that is a contender it's a great it's a great panel and it shows and you know it does a great thing and you know i've i've heard the argument and in my past i've made the argument that sometimes it can be a little annoying or a little detrimental just to read these things like you know oh boy i wonder if lobot and lando is going to survive this thing it's not like we see them in the movies like right. you know, the movies that set things in canon but i like it when it when you can go back and give like greater depth to characters and to these sorts of interactions. Like now we know that, uh, Emily Holdo and, and Lando, uh, kind of had a thing together. It does yeah. true. Now, I will not be able to read ep- watch episode eight of that thing there without feeling a little bad for uh, Lando there. Yeah. Yeah. An old flame. Oh yeah. Do you think that, um, do you think they told Lando when they got, yeah. To... Does Lando know about her sacrifice right. uh, above crate? Uh, they uh, they're like, Hey, great party. I gotta tell you, yeah. Holdo's gone. But yeah, I don't know. The universe. I don't know the last time you checked on her Facebook page, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Holdo is not did uh, not make it. It's a memorial now. I did like that section that you mentioned where they were doing 
kind of like two issues, like like that Coruscant issue was so good. Mm-hmm. That's probably yeah. my favorite uh, of that run. But I like when the Star Wars run breaks it up between different characters. I mean, I, I like when they're all together too, but right. obviously they like, don't have got- Han right now, so they can't be. Well, but but Lando's filling in for Han. Right? That yeah, sure. That thing with the uh, null space issue. They yeah. Did Luke's issue, did Lando's issue. And now we're kind of bringing them all back together for this tale in the dark droids. Yeah. And eventually Luke will build his lightsaber. Yeah. In issue 42-ish, probably, it looks like he's going to purify his crystal. And yeah. Check out Free Comic Book Day, May 4th, yeah. 2024. Yeah. Even, yeah. Anyways. All so right, that's we, the we, ongoing ones. Yes, we're moving on. Next category is the best miniseries. Uh, there are many nominees uh, that I probably won't be able to, uh, I guess, okay, uh, The Blade, The Nameless Terror, Shadows of Starlight. Uh, uh, I guess every... Did we have an event? Like uh, Dark no. Droids. So, okay, Just Dark Droids and Hidden Empire. Dark Droids, Hidden Empire, and D-Squad. Um uh, technically, Han Solo and Chewbacca, even though only two issues of that came out this year. Yoda, the the stuff. Sanastaros, Return of the Jedi, the one-shot collection, uh, Vader, Black, White, and Red. Uh, I guess eight issues of higher hyperspace stories. Um, and we're not talking about the adaptations. Let's be honest. <laughs> so, uh, hey, if we, you pick it, then you get to talk about it. Yeah, but. you can if you want to pick uh, Mando season two. Go ahead. But with that complicated uh caveated list of nominees we're gonna flip it around caleb what is your favorite uh mini series of the year this is going to be a dark horse one and not because dark horse published it but um <laughs> i think i'm going to pick the nameless terror the uh, four issue uh high republic 2 series All i right. i strongly considered it i think it's definitely it, like at least my honorable mentions i really liked it a lot it felt like a doctor who episode like an early doctor who episode of like oh no we're in a really dangerous thing and there's some big unspeakable creature out there that's slowly picking off this like random party one by one until we can figure out a way to get through it and get off of it now here's one thing i literally just finished uh path of vengeance mm-hmm. and like I, I just finished was like reading it and i was re- rereading this comic like wait a second is this yep. the freighter from two yeah the one that left the left the planet x along with uh and just kind of popped out yeah the one that did not make it i I tried to like they never gave like used like direct nouns for any of these when i was like skimming they didn't so yeah one it doesn't say that and two like those guys are like oh we're now the path of the uh of the closed fist fist. yeah okay don't get trevor started on that that is technically a continuity here uh he shouldn't know about the closed fist yet because that happens in the caves but i because I, I did the same thing. I think there is a shared line of dialogue or there's something that, that shows it's, you it's definitely the same. Yeah, instance. it's one of them is Shea Ganondra's uh, boyfriend, husband, dude, that yeah. uh, got her pregnant is on yeah, that other ship. Is her child important? In it one. is probably i don't i don't think it, i think timeline wise it probably makes more sense that shay is the grandmother of marie santeca some people think it's she's the mom uh okay. martian rose little um path generating yes. human corpse in a tank uh, i think shay is probably her grandmother just based on like timeline okay well and the other thing is like you know to time to comics they're like and then the youngling tromac i'm like our you know, it's like, yes, oh, that's that the is... elder from uh, High Republic mm-hmm. Adventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I missed that together. too until Jacob pointed that out to me. 
Also, yeah. uh, it, another, mm, I think this might have been Cataclysm. Uh, Elder uh, Barbatash was yes. briefly mentioned. Uh, he's in Race to Crash Point Tower, uh, also of the same sect as Elder Tromac. And then when you get to phase three, you get to meet Baron Bulin. So, yeah. Bulin's cool. But uh, anyway, um, the Nameless Terror is, is just a kind of a great, like, little bottle episode, just four issues, brand new characters. So, you like, there's that risk of, oh boy, which one of these are going to die? Because, like, you yeah. know, not all of them are going to make it out. So, it's a really um, kind of like a, a, again, a straightforward thing. It also has like a framing story with Ty York, which I'm glad to see her again. She's a great character. I kind of, it, I don't think it adds much to the story, to be honest. No, Ty's I, the go-to character that tells framing stories in the higher public. Yeah, that was so funny that we were talking in during phase two about how they were doing a good job at basically just presenting it as its own thing. Yeah. Then the first page of that that comic <laughs> book it says 150 years before the fall of starlight. It's like, oh, okay. So, uh, so now you really can't read this. I mean, you could read it first, whatever. We all yeah. knew starlight was going to fall from the beginning anyway. Yeah, yeah. But it was just like they sort of dropped the pretense. But I did like that series. Uh, I think George Mann's been a great addition to the team. For sure. All right, Oz, what is your winner of best mini series? Uh, I, I went through a couple of them as well, but I think, and it's almost cheating, uh, I went with Yoda because it was sort of like four mini series in one, or like three and, a, and an epilogue. Three and a half, yeah. Um, because Yoda would have probably also won best single issue. I don't think we ended up doing that category. Solely for the just the pure hype that was issue ten, um, mm-hmm. and seeing that sort of phase three tease with Keeve, but yep. uh, all three of the other arcs were really good too. Um, I liked the one that took place at some nebulous point in the High Republic. The first one, it was about twenty years before phase one. I can tell you. Yeah. That. <laughs> then uh, the second one with Dooku, how it tied in with Jody Hauser's other uh, Age of. Rep- public one yeah. shot mm-hmm. um and then i don't even remember what the third one is uh, third one was the anakin one with like the yes. clone wars oh with right, him right. versus grievous and all yeah um yeah i mean it was all really good um and despite having like three different writers and and three arcs it, it felt cohesive i'm really excited for that big thick trade paperback to come mm-hmm. out soon um yeah great stuff the my honorable mention to get back to the high republic because i can't leave it alone uh was going to be the blade um mm-hmm. but it was I, just a little short is the only I, complaint i feel like it. i wanted to like the blade a lot more than i did yeah the I blade like had the, better moments than it had story like I it had a lot like, of cool individual things i feel like that maybe it needed like a couple more issues to really flesh it i out would agree with that time like which there's, there's like hopefully will be coming the twist at the end or whatever where his sister's like oh i can't believe i made such a big huge massive mistake i really messed it all up it's like it's not that big of a deal girl i think i think the twist for me was her not dying i just thought she was a a goner we Uh, thought that's what the bearish vow was gonna be yeah but no she takes the vow uh yeah. but yeah i it's weird for me because i think the best issue of the blade was the first one and that did not come out this year so oh yeah that's a good point yeah. uh, but, uh not that that discounts uh, it uh, or did, my yeah, you didn't yeah my favorite i think is sana staros i really liked i i've been really impressed with justina ireland's comic book oh, writing yeah. she doesn't that often it's been basically sana staros and like the job of the hut one shot um i don't high republic adventures high republic adventures annual it. yeah um yeah i got the nice stellan geos from here the the, the off topic but i got the lightsaber super nice, sick nice no blade uh anyways 
Humble humble brag. Uh, But yeah, so I think between all like what she's done, I've really liked her comic book writing. Um, And Sana Star Wars was great. I think it was a great character. Focus on a character who has been around in Star Wars comics since issue four, I think, of of Star Wars 2015. that early? Yeah, no, it's like like, they get off of... I think she was in the second arc because it was Stuart Eminem drawing it. So like they were setting her up in the eight. first arc. Like her first appearance yeah. was like yeah. her boots and a cloak in the episode four. Yeah, right? she was around because right when uh, they leave like that Imperial weapon uh, facility, they mm-hmm. land and Han Solo's like, like, you know, Han gets picked up uh, and yeah. I was your wife. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that was so, a, such a big moment. And, yeah, and uh, then it was like a, it's kind yeah. of a joke. But anyways, um, so she's such a big character who's been a part of Star Wars comics from, I mean, for the canon's perspective since the beginning. And yeah. this was her first real spotlight she's gotten. And I think Justine or Ireland specifically writing it did such a great job. I loved the family focused aspect of everything of like really fo- like, you know, here's the Star Wars clan and everything they've been through and how, you know, what the world they live in, especially after the Staros as we see in the high Republic Republic, and and where they are now. So yeah, I really, really love that issue or that series. Uh, I wish really wish there's more than five issues, to be honest. I think that's a hallmark of a good mini series is you wish it was way longer. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it was longer. I got my babe, you know, uh, Dave Alon pop showing up. That's always great. Mm -hmm. And like legitimately it's, it's fun to see like, you know, you know, the Santa star was like a black woman of color written by Justina Ireland. Like you're seeing like people write, like we're seeing people writing like things. We're seeing a lot more diversity here into the uh, media. And it's nice to see that sort of like organic sort of, Yo, diversity and we're seeing some really fun stories come out of it like you know we're getting up like i don't know if anyone else would have like made like you know i feel like a lot of times we just see a lot of loners in star wars but you know star wars is about family it's nice to see kind of like a family adventure there but not like yeah. in a not a young yeah. adventure family adventure like a hey we're all putting the aunts and uncles well the, all the cousins from together. a yeah from a representation standpoint i think it's always a very good sign when we're getting to like the obligatory black uh history month and pride va- uh, month variants and there's actually a person in the comic that reflects that value rather than mm-hmm. like we're just gonna stick uh, you know a random ca- a representational like, character like, on a comic with a book that has nothing to do with him like, right like you know. like if lando was on on the main the high republic like vader or the high republic yeah. or something like that but like, yeah, no, they, okay they because they, they did both those sets and mm-hmm. yeah there was a lot of representation there i too liked it and i wished it was longer because i thought there were some pacing issues because mm-hmm. like a lot of the scenes just sort of jump to the next one um and mm-hmm. some of that might be Justina Ireland is still like finding her footing on what works in novels versus comic books. I don't know. Uh, she had five issues to work with, and right, exactly. It's, it's, that that is story. quite a. Thing. I slept on that series for a little while, and then finally read the trade. I was like, "Oh, this is pretty good." And then we had a big argument about when it takes place, and yep, I I was correct. You won. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I also did find out the trade paperback. If you've got it, open it up. The uh, the summary at the beginning, the sort of opening opening crawl is incorrect it is the one from issue two so mm. it spoils the first issue of the comic book i don't know how they messed that up this i feel like that happens all the time with trade collections yeah, somehow I, it, like, anyway it's, it's a cool book have one error yeah <laughs> 
But uh, all right, we probably got to pick up our pace. Yeah, a little yeah. Bit. Uh, right yeah. To, uh, what's next? Best arc or graphic novel? Kind of a interesting category. I am not going to read out the the nominees because what the what even would <laughs> like, that be? Yeah. Like I'm not. I think all of us kind of pick different, like even like variations here. So yeah. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I, Oz, well, why don't we start with you? Um. Yeah. Well, I. The one I went to was sort of cheating, but it, you had already written it down in your notes, so I'm going to let you talk about it. Um, so what I – I was between two. I had I have written down Vader, Black, White, and Red, but actually I think it's going to be Tales from the Death Star. Uh, Black, White, and Red is a lot of fun, um, but – well, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the Treasury Edition uh, in January. Oh, yeah. That's coming soon, yeah. Uh, but Tales from the Death Star was a big surprise. I liked Rancor Pit last year. I was mad about the format of it. it Again, so this short. is not a podcast about formats. Um, <laughs> but the, they fixed that. Well, or you could say it's a problem because they broke precedent. Uh, but with Death Star and, and the, the stories were really good. The art is fantastic. Yeah, uh, I've got it here because I wanted to shout out specifically um the framing story was uh sue lee drew it it was uh what's her name Jana from the rise of skywalker oh, right yeah yeah uh is searching for uh death star 2 remains and all that <clears throat> that art is really good but all the other artists are fantastic i can shout them out because i've got the table of contents opened uh and i think it's it's only fair to give them we've got vincenzo riccardi fico osio who also did um uh, the cover for Quest of the Jedi, right? Or I, I think, yeah, he did Jedi. Quest of the Jedi, which did come out finally this year. Uh, Juan Samu and Ingo Romling from uh, the Rebels comics, he did a mm. bunch of. Uh, so, we, some familiar faces in there, but it, I know people skip out on some of the kids' stuff, which I get, but mm-hmm. uh, Tales from the Death Star was good. It was sort of a return to the old Tales from Vader's Castle feeling. Also, the, the Tarkin story so good yeah uh if you are a if you are a rogue one girly you need to read this um just gonna throw yeah, that out that there yeah, oh, it, yeah it recontextualizes his uh his time sort of in between those two films i'm, I'm curious of when that happened in relation to uh, uh of mouse uh, of mice droids and men or <laughs> whatever. Of six and men yeah 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 oh. when was the timeline connection between that's technically not confirmed to be tarkin uh, that's true Uh, or no it yeah okay i guess anyways um my (laughs) favorite story that i stole because i filled out the form or the filled out our show notes before oz is oh it was precedent this is a fantastic manga i it is genuinely one of my favorite high republic stories period that has ever come out um even like i've read every single book everything this is my one of my favorites uh it goes so hard. The art from uh, Tomio Ogata is insane. It's very surreal horror in a way Star Wars does not see very often. And it is a like Oz mentioned earlier that we are phase two enjoyers, phase two defenders when need be. Uh, this comic or this manga is finding more and more ways to somehow be relevant in the phase three of the higher public. I really liked. Um, uh, yeah, here's like the classic panel of this when monstrous. I, when I got to that page, I was like, oh, this is something out. Like, this is, he's yeah, cooking. With, with, uh, with um, Aslan's Aslan. eyes just bleeding and has gone white. I loved the addition of Master, Master Robna is like one of my favorite Glup Shido Jedi. 
Um, yeah. If it's just like such immediately, a immediately like she comes in, she has such a great character moment, and then immediately gets killed off. It's like, oh, that's yeah. I that, would that's, that's High Republic to say it? that it is the if you're only gonna read one thing from Phase Two, uh, it is that. I guess now, if you're if you're if you're going down to just one, just it's one. definitely a it's definitely an uh, it's up there. It is yeah. crucial now, for Shadows of Starlight, which I think is gonna be crucial for yeah. for Phase Three as a whole. Quick, right. quick question, I, because I literally just did a, a path of vengeance. This uh-huh. I feel like Aslan like is appearing in like two places at once here. So this yeah, kind this, of it, it, it said, does it said, double oh, yeah, dip a Master, little bit. It also says, "Oh yeah, and Master Arkov." I'm like, wait, Arkov was a was a knight or Padawan at this point, right? No, he was a Jedi Knight. Uh, so he, yeah, but he, this manga double dips a little bit. It does tell some of the events in Path of Vengeance of them being on Dalna. It's a lot more focused on Aslan's mm-hmm. perspective, where Aslan's kind of a. a their tertiary character in the book yeah, but you see the you see the beginning of the manga in path of vengeance which is also happening over in cataclysm to the side a yeah. lot of overlapping stories in the uh night of sorrows or whatever it's called yeah and, but then this manga will it goes probably months after the events of dalna it does um with uh him basically being at like an insane asylum uh and yeah. recovering from his encounter with a nameless and just singing shri karai karai to himself Mm-hmm. so yeah a very very important manga uh it yeah it, if you oz says it's like the one story if you're going to read only one thing from phase two i would say if you're going to do my sh- my patented shortened phase two reading order for people that don't like it as much is path of deceit path of vengeance manga yeah which is weird to say yeah. but it, it yeah so yeah without it's objectively correct and i'll fight anyone who says otherwise yeah yes yeah, stand i on won't that. fight you i'm a, I, I read star wars books i cannot fight <laughs> yeah but anyways he'll, he'll write a it, mean he'll we'll say mean things about you on our podcast yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll make a sub stack just to dunk on you anyways <laughs> with that being said caleb what's your favorite arc or graphic novel of the year all right this is an arc here and this is the uh this is the afra like intermediate arc it's at dr afra 32 33 and 34 this is the uh her team up with luke skywalker where they go to the uh pink crystal fortress and fight the star weird like i just oh, love how yeah. like indiana jonesy it was we gotta see mm-hmm. uh you know they teased us with another shock t death but you know yeah shock t and alice cura <laughs> yeah. it's just a tease it's just a tease they didn't actually show them dying there but yeah, it's fun if you want to see, see like, her canon death you got to play minecraft yeah bad batch is it um <laughs> like, you know it's it but it was it, it's really good i like there's like a the fun character dynamic and you see it's them changing from the first time they met you know there's some like wacky like D level like traps there like the mirrors that sh- that will that try to speak the seat into <laughs> your uh, minds there that is one of my favorite panels ever of like i forget what afro was like being down on herself and like luke's like maybe that's why sauna left you yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's so good it's so good like the entire arc is just like it's just like hey do i want to get like a fun little like indiana jones like injection of fun wacky like star wars energy it's great and also it from is. the D perspective star weird was literally a tabletop rtpg star wars character so it definitely has the feeling of you get to the end of the campaign and here you got the star weird you gotta fight the lich now 
and it sounded like from the little bit I, I think Caleb you described it before and he sounded like this character in the RPG sounded completely busted and broken oh yeah it was like designed for, for like a like you know like if you had a party of like four Jedi Masters it would be like it was an, it, it was an in-game encounter <laughs> yeah it was an in-game like you know this would be like a relative this is like the most difficult creature you could fight because I think if I remember correctly it's like oh it's also incorporeal so every time you actually hit just roll it like flip a coin and 50 percent of time it just misses yeah yeah so crazy stuff very fun very fun uh arc and graphic novel we're gonna get into some of our creator awards uh next up for this uh we got best artist uh is up i can start off because caleb yeah. and i are gonna well, we can tag team this our favorite artist of the year is paolo villanelli paolo absolutely destroying it with uh bounty hunters he was so good he got poached away by uh, Marvel main stuff and is doing a Captain Marvel series now. Um, it's going to be like, great looking. This, this, this is the first time, in, in, for those keeping track at home, that we have finally agreed on something this entire <laughs> you know, setup here. Paolo, I love his artwork. Not only is it very nice and detailed, but I also love how he does action scenes. Like an entire mm-hmm. page when he does an action scene, like you feel like the weight of people's movements, of characters' movements. So like they're vaulting over cover. And then like the next you know panel, it's like at a the same angle, just or the same shot for like a bare turn, just different angle. So you kind of feel like you're moving around with these characters and you have a really great idea of how things are being presented through the combat here yeah Yeah, and which is is good because bounty hunters is arguably the most action heavy of the ongoing at least as far as like raw gritty action because vader's just like killing people with his lightsaber and with the force or running him over with a freaking pod racer um but but bounty hunters is like they've got knives or vibro blades whatever and they're mm-hmm. punching each other and all that it, good stuff. His 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 Trandoshan work. I, was about I don't say know boss, why it's so good. No, it's it's great. That, that's uh, why he draws has a fan has a has a has a shippers now. Yes, yeah. and if you if you're ever on Twitter and uh, Valance Nation is bullying Ethan for making us miserable over Valance being miserable, he will always say it's Paolo's fault. So that's always a fun interaction to have. Um, oh, nice. But yeah, great a great great artist i hope he comes back and does some other i think he actually is helping out with the last issue of bounty hunters if i remember correctly issue 42 uh it's a nice little send-off but yeah uh, it's understandable that he's going on to cape comics with how good he's been doing uh but oz you have another outstanding author artist that i think is probably at least in all of our honorable mentions yeah um and that's peach momoko or momoko i'm not sure the proper way to pronounce her name uh she has kind of blown into the scene like variant cover queen for sure like mm-hmm. she's the first thing i saw were, from her was that keeve cover uh yeah that was like high republic three, four? maybe yeah, yeah it was a very early high republic issue um she's done a handful of high republic um and a bunch of, she does a bunch of variants for marvel uh mm-hmm. all over then she also uh did a one shot uh, for well, first she did Vader Black, White, and Red. That story was mm-hmm. wild. Uh, we talked a little a few weeks ago about her one shot for Star Wars Visions, also wild. Um, yeah, and I am still very excited for Ultimate X Men. I hope it has words. I don't know. If yeah, I, I don't know if it's going to have dialogue, this, but, but she is she is outstanding. Uh, really creative, just really different stuff. She approaches a page not like really anyone else I've seen, and um, I'm sure 
that's a lot of, you know, just not coming from the American industry influence coming in. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a fresh, unique voice. Um, but she does really cool stuff. I hope she keeps doing Star Wars. And I'm just realizing I didn't talk about Ultimate Marvel at all at the top of the show, but it no. it wouldn't have I don't actually don't think it would have been my top five. But go read Ultimate Marvel. It starts uh as of the time the show comes out, like this Wednesday, uh Ultimate Spider Man number one. Exactly. Um, I might have put Peach on my as my best artist if she not this is not knocking you, Peach, if for some reason it gets <laughs> Peach, yeah. I swear if you're like, listening to this. Like, Peach not like, even sure speaks English. Uh you know, I feel like like if she had like in a series that she actually did art for, she'd be here, but yeah, it's just know, a volume thing for me personally. A, uh, yeah, yeah it, exactly. But it's just like everything she touches turns oh, to yeah. gold. Um and I think it's a it's a lot of work to do an ongoing, and I think if you can get that variant cover game doing like Scotty Young or, or John Tyler Christopher. John Tyler Christopher just bag secured. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing what what she does. And I've also got to give a shout out to Ario. I cannot oh, figure yeah. out cameras because uh, I've got his art on my wall. And uh, Harvey Tolabout too from the High Republic Adventures I think doesn't get enough praise. Oh, this yeah. stuff is really good. Issue one already of of um we'll talk about this we talked about this last week when you're or two weeks ago when <laughs> yeah, whatever, us, whatever issue time. one of higher public adventures for phase three was phenomenal from him so yeah can't wait to see him back in full force with that lots of great art though but uh, uh how about our writers yeah our writers uh so we have many writers you could have chosen from including charles soul ethan Sachs, uh Alyssa wong greg pock kevin scott Daniel Charles Jose Soul. Older. I already said Charles Soul. <laughs> um, but yeah, a, quite a few you could have chose. With the amount from. he writes, you, I think you have to say Charles Soul's name a few times. That's no, actually that's very say. fair. That's why it's saying. It's like you it's like compared to everyone else, he he needs like he makes up like what forty percent of all the people. It's Star Wars comics uncomfortably large. I mean, he had hit was was twenty five this year. It it was I was just about to ask that. I think it was not. No, it was last year because issue um, I, I have it in my show notes. Thirty was the uh, first issue of Star Wars to come out in this calendar year. Yeah, so 25, 25 was his 50th? Or it was his 100th, 100th script, 100th. which technically I think it was like his 110th book that came out, but he had already written it or something. Uh-huh. Um, and it was okay. I mean, mostly that uh, that Poe story was... was, was story. Yeah. <laughs> which is currently was. the farthest story forward in the timeline, I believe. That is, I believe, correct. Yeah, if they, you know, if they collect... Hey, honestly, if they collect... If they finally give us what we want with that Poe, hardcover omnibus oh that that is a backup would be a really good touch i can only imagine um but yeah so jacob who did you choose i chose i i we just said it (laughs) just gonna cut straight to the case i i I chose charles soul just for like how much he's been you know doing this year and like the architect that he's been for um the comics for a lot of these events i think he got a promotion this year in luke's film to like creative consultant or something like that um I yeah. don't think an org chart exists at Lucasfilm. I think they just make up it, roles it and all give them to people. Exists. Yeah, someone someone makes a LinkedIn update at some point, and it's just going to cause people to like make articles and videos right. about it. Because I swear, oh, Dave Filoni has gotten six promotions in the past five years. Yeah. So yeah, but anyways, Charles Soul again. Caleb's ongoing of the year with Star Wars. I think it was not my winner, but it's still an excellent yeah. series. Uh, loved what he did with you know Hidden Empire, going into Dark Droids. Now I've been really enjoying that, and a what I've really really liked so far with Shadows of Starlight. 
So, like, I think just with everything he's done and all of it being very solid, I think it was a pretty easy choice for me to put him as my uh, author of the year. I think, yeah, again, even though it was all very good, I think it's also aided by just the amount of great stuff he's been doing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oz, what do you got? Uh, I've got the other side of the High Republic coin uh, with Kevin Scott. Mm. Although I guess Charles uh, doesn't do the High Republic comics other than the Blade, but... And Shadow right. Starlight. Yeah. yeah, all right, okay. Bad transition uh, and then a, <laughs> a bad recovery from the bad transition. But Kevin Scott, I <laughs> I feel like he... Uh, like he and I see Star Wars the same way, which sounds mm -hmm. like pretentious or whatever, but just I, I think we both want the same thing out of Star Wars because mm -hmm. uh, everything he writes clicks with me. Um, that was very notable in Path of Vengeance. Uh, but as far as comic books, I already talked about how High Republic was was my jam and that this was not even intentional. And then I switched over to Tales from the Death Star, which is a Kevin Scott book. Oh, yeah. Um, like, yeah. And then, uh, and Yoda. So actually everything I mentioned in my other, you are so on brand today. <laughs> was a Kevin. That was not planned. Um, my artist peach was, was a, a break from that, but yeah, Kevin Scott clearly without even realizing, I, I had a big Kevin year. Uh, yeah. so can't Kevin wait. had also, a big year too. And what also is the path of vengeance is up there for you too, probably for one of your favorite books of the I year. Just, I have to I imagine. Just so. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I just no doubt, but you know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, the first issue of phase three just came out. It's already a banger. His story in light and life. Tales of light and life. Yep. Great. great. Uh, so he's on fire and he's doing at least one uh, high. He's doing the next adult novel, right? Uh, no, that is Tessa Grattan, but he also this year wrote the young Jedi adventures. Uh, oh more, yeah. He's a like, TV writer. Yeah. He wrote for the bell and Loden uh, story as well as I can't remember. Uh, there's a, um, Oh, gosh, what was the other one? Stella Maru was in, yeah. was in one. I think that's the one he wrote for the Stella yeah. one. Uh, so, yeah, big Kevin year. Um, you can follow his Substack. I follow that, and uh, mm -hmm. you get some cool insights from him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Caleb, your turn. All right. I do want to – I don't think he's quite my author of the year, but I do want to specifically shout out Mark Guggenheim because, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the Han Solo series was really good, and we got the tail end of that. And he's also doing D-Squad, which my – while it might not have like the greatest, like might not be like super dialogue heavy. Like there's still some great writing in there. Like, like I don't know if he's doing, you know, if he's how well he's doing. If he like writes out each one, or it's just like writes out and didn't R two D two banged around an asteroid field for four pages. Yeah, I would love to like, see the script for that. That he it's hands like how, to the um, artist. Uh, James Gunn insists that he wrote dialogue for everything Groot says. Um, and then, but then it just says, I am Groot. And I think that's what he gave to Vin Diesel to like inform his performance. So I wonder if it's the same thing with, with and uh, made, like he made a, a massive internal monologue, but also, yeah, yeah. and then just bang, bang him around a lot. And then, yeah. right, beep bop, boop bop. Meanwhile, for Court in phase one, DJO said he would just say, like, for him, long dialogue, medium dialogue, short dialogue. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> nice. Uh, but my, I think my, uh, overall writer I'm, I'm agreeing with jacob here is again charles soul if only because like again star wars like the, you know all the crossovers as i said i was a little like you know i'm 100 all in on this uh, dark droids crossover so i'm glad he's campaigning his stride and you know you know after like four big crossovers we're having like a really successful outing all the way across the board i mean he is at least on the marvel side the m most prolific 
He is the guy. Yeah, he is the guy. Uh, He's so he's over a hundred, probably close to one twenty now. Issues since Lando was what twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty fifteen, I think. Yeah, but basically, in in about six six or seven years, uh, he's so he's doing you know ten to twenty issues a year, um, and he wasn't even at the beginning super prolific, and now so he's just every month there's one or two two Charles Soule books for you. Yeah, it's um, like, him, like Cavan's gotta be up there. Yeah, um, and like Daniel Greg, Greg Pak, oddly, is up there. Yeah, I mean, he's been writing Vader for 40 issues, he's now. been writing da- Vader, and then he also wrote Star Wars and as well. Oh, yeah, he did a run, um, after Jason Aaron, and yeah, like Jason Aaron, Kieran Gillen, also yeah, that's right, yeah. up there, yeah. but yeah, Kevin is or not Kevin, sorry, Charles is probably the number one writer just from a quantity standpoint at this point of Marvel yeah. canon, yeah, absolutely. Well, Everyone we just mentioned, check your mailboxes because you got a statue coming to you from Jacob. You do not have a statue. I might tweet. <laughs> I might tweet at you and give you a nice thumbs up and, and send you well wishes through the internet. But um, the next last thing, again, this is a very awkward category to do because we have not read Revelations yet, and you probably have. But what are our and most it's probably anti- important? <laughs> probably very important. What are our most anticipated things for Star Wars comics next year? We got such nominees or possible choices as pretty much all or most of high republic phase three comics we got the hyperspace stories original graphic novels that include an anakin or not an anakin sorry an obi-wan and qui-gon probably next year and then many more to come we got mm-hmm. whatever is happening we got Django fett we got a mace windu we got whatever is happening after these um stories end with the empire strike backs Post Empire Strikes Back comics. Thrawn alliances. We got Thrawn alliances. We got the Grisk baby. We got the we got Grisk in visual media. Even have a Nubs court. Oh, I forgot about the Nubs. That also has Plants vs Zombies in the back of it. But there's so many things to choose from. But Oz, if you could choose one thing, what would that be for next year or two Uh, things? I'm gonna stay on brand. It's uh, High Republic Phase Three. All of it, really, but particularly the Marvel comics, because I'm, I'm happy that we're back with Keeve. Uh, and then even more particularly, actually breaking from Kevin Scott for a second and back to our boy Charles is the Broken Blade, which is not official yet that it's coming out, but it's about it's as official here. as it gets. Um, and if you have read Eye of Darkness, uh, go read it. It has a lot of good Portal, Porter Ingle content in it to get us excited for where his character may or may not go go next um so that's yeah just i'm really looking forward to high republic being back or i'm glad it's back in uh this Mm -hmm. time period and i'm I'm looking forward to where it goes all right mines is close to that it's going to be specifically to high republic adventures phase Mm -hmm. three i'm ready to see what djo has uh has cooking here he did like i liked his uh his uh, staff bargain uh like high republic adventures phase two like series it's great when he has like you can see like these are characters he loves and wants to keep writing them so i'm excited to see what happens in phase three with all these characters um i think it's about to drop like the first issue is about to drop or just has dropped on us and i haven't gotten around to reading it yeah it's out it just came out um yesterday uh as of time of the recording i'll need uh, to pick it up then it's it's the same thing for me i liked the phase two run okay it was fine it was kind of i know we hate this word but it was kind of filler like it was it was a fun adventure 
You didn't um, want to know. You didn't like love scene where da- Daxter Jexter comes from. Yeah. Um, but it's cool being back with uh, some of the Star Harper crew from Phase mm-hmm. One. And I, like I said earlier, I think they have uh, an undersung story. Maybe the best through line story from Phase One is uh, them yeah. into Midnight Horizon. Yeah, uh, so this this comes right out of that, uh, right out of the free comic book day issue, actually. Um, I'm looking forward to that too, Caleb. Yeah. Mine is, again, people have read Revelations. will probably already know what this is, but fun. F- I, I'm just excited for whatever Alyssa Wong is doing next. We know what Ethan's doing next with that Django Fett miniseries. Uh, but fun thing that came up this week as of recording, uh, there's a, like an interview with um, one of the like publishers for Star Wars comics. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, Mark Panisio. Mark Mark Penn, he's the editor, it, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, and he's like kind of hinting at things. It's a, a tie-in to sort of like revelations and what's coming next for Star Wars comics and blah, blah, blah. And his quote about Alyssa Wong's work is, Alyssa Wong and David Baldion are introducing a new bounty hunter that's going to cause some massive headaches for a certain Star Spaniel archaeologist. Um, so, you know, okay, obviously that's Afra, but who is this new bounty hunter? Is this what's happening with Alyssa next? I looked up David uh or david or however you pronounce his name while i was you guys were talking he, he's done one thing for star wars so far and that is the bausch one shot which is still one of my favorite comic books of all, all time right. i i have been they said new bounty hunter so i don't think it's going to be bausch and crew but i've been praying so be long crew. yeah but you want, it, he, yeah you want that ubi's resolution yeah, I, it's been my my bucket list for so long i want to see what's happening there so yeah Alyssa wong's next star wars project that is not escape from Valo, which i am excited for next Look, star wars comics project i'm is is my number maybe one. it's uh maybe it's not afra maybe it's just lucky that they're following yeah yeah well, maybe it's like just you know, he's not an archaeologist of, like you know what he's I taking a mantle i would love to see uh she's not new but deva lompop you know, and uh, Afra. I feel like uh, that, Justina know, Ireland's fine. not writing it, so I know yeah, she's not pop, writing it. So <laughs> I know she well, she could, I, but still, <laughs> but I feel like yeah. that'd be a fun combination. But yeah, so new bounty hunters, that's fun. Yeah, it's been it's been a fun year for Star Wars comics. It's been a fun year for the Cosmic Force, and I think we've all had a great time. Uh, if I've done the math right, and there are no delays, here are some issues we might talk about on the next episode of the Cosmic Force, including. Shadows of Starlight number four, the final one. Darth Vader number 42, Star Wars 42. It will not be Mando season two, episode eight, even if that is the finale. Um, I'm sorry. You watched, you watched the Mandalorian a couple years ago at this point. It's, it's the Luke Skywalker episode. It is the Luke Skywalker episode. That's pretty, that's pretty sick. Got it. Not going to lie. Uh, and it's when uh, Man- Grogu got handed off to then be handed right back. Anyways, <laughs> it, what a great year. Adaptation. Um, but let's be honest; it's going to be Bounty Hunters Forty Two we're talking about. Uh, does that come is, out during our is break? That not Feb- is that not till February? Okay, I think it's I late. Ge- I think it's late January. Okay, so, well, yeah. sorry, I that's coming. The gun for you. I yeah. will force you all to catch up. That's yeah, coming, yeah, sure. anyways. Thanks all. You know, Oz, Caleb, it's been a great year. Yeah, uh, I hope that uh, everyone listening also had a great year. And like we said, let us know your favorite things or least favorite things. If you're angry about the size of some of the comic books that came out. <laughs> We will definitely if you're be your shoulder ang- to cry on. If you're angry about the amount of money you had to spend uh, or the delays to Dark Horse comic books, you know, I, my DMs are open. Actually, they might not be. I don't know. Uh, anyways, <laughs> what a great year. Uh, but hey, hopefully we will see you 
in two weeks if we haven't been you know it, it, unless we get pulled off the air for doing an hour and a half long <laughs> end of the year episode uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of the cosmic force don't forget to like and subscribe to the show right here on youtube where you can watch us every other wednesday we also encourage you to subscribe to our audio version on whatever podcast platform you listen to you can also follow us on twitter and tweet at the show at cosmic force show to stay updated about star wars comic book news you can follow the host as well i'm at jacob bausch caleb's at caleb Lamanek. oz is just oz for news reviews articles and uh the the reviews ugh, uh, for the rest of the wide galaxy of star wars content please be sure to visit utini.com where we and also encourage you to join our discord community by going to utini.com discord you can support the show by heading to patreon.com utini and receive